Hey everybody, before we get started, this is just a quick preamble to let you know that I made a bit of a mistake on this episode, did not have the right mic selected when I was recording, so I, I unfortunately sound like a potato. Dave still sounds great, so definitely listen if you want to hear him. You can hear what I'm saying, it's understandable, but it could be a little difficult to listen to depending on how you're listening to it, so just don't be surprised by what you hear in this episode. Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is not the Buffy podcast the Earth needs, but the Buffy podcast the Earth just happened to get. Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Wow, I don't know. I feel like you've sold us harder than that in the... <laughs> Now I bring the truth. Oh, no. Well, here we are, Dave. Episode 14 of season two, Innocence. Woo! January 20th, 1998. Yeah, I'm excited. This is awesome. <sighs> so hyped. Let's just jump right the fuck in. Well, before we do that, I'd actually love to talk to you about what your thoughts on this episode are. Like, how many times have you seen this one episode? A lot, Dave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I feel like there are episodes of Futurama, for instance, that I could basically just recite verbatim at the drop of a hat. And I'm wondering if it's like that level or it it's the emotional investment for you? The emotional investment. The only Buffy episode I could probably recite all of is What's More With Feeling. <laughs> That's cheating. Word for word. No, no, no. But like even the speaking parts, Dave. Oh. <laughs> All of it. I could make a pretty good go of the middle two-thirds of Hush. Ah, I see. That's far more cheating than what you said about (laughs) me. (laughs) Is it, or am I just being creative? I can't fault you for that, Dave. (laughs) I can't fault you for that. Anyway, this episode, the one we're talking about. Right. We can get into it now, but I'm going to have a lot to say about a particular scene. Yep. And its emotional impact on a teenage Michaela. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Yeah, right. So we start off. The judge... My name is... ...is hanging out with Spike and Drew. Yeah. He's just kind of chilling. Spike's not very impressed by this. No, Spike's still in the wheelchair. He's impatient to be out of there. Now that Buffy and Angel both know, you know, where they are, things are bad. Yeah, he's feeling, like, kind of helpless. Again, Mm -hmm. wheelchair. Not not unreasonable. And then Drew starts having a sweet angel-related vision. Mm -hmm. And collapses, which is all sorts of good. Although she's been reassuring Spike that, no, it's fine. They don't need to move. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah, she's the level-headed one now, Dave. I'm telling you. They keep switching. Yeah, that's true. And just briefly, where did we leave people last episode? We had Angel screaming Buffy in the night. In the rain. Just after they had boned down. Yeah, uh, Buffy's in the bed where the boning occurred. Oh. <laughs> right, the bone location, yes. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's happening with the other Scoobies? I think they were mostly researching the judge. Judge. Was basically yeah. their, their jam. It wasn't much of a cliffhanger for them. No, mostly it was the Buffy Angel thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So yeah, we get back to Buffy and Angel. Angel's outside. It was raining before, right? Yeah, I was so pumped to call him Rangel. And then, <laughs> and then I feel that I missed my opportunity last episode. And uh, the disappointment, Dave, I can barely contain it. Yeah, because it's not raining anymore. It sure isn't. It looks pretty dry. Anyway, Angel's outside in the street and he's, you know, screaming or just 
recovering from screaming, and some passerby comes up to him and asks him if he's okay. Now, Dave, I understand that what's about to happen is going to look cool, Mm -hmm. but I just want to talk about how little (laughs) sense it makes. Oh, I was also going to say that the passerby (laughs) is smoking. Yeah. Not smoking hot. I mean, she's attractive, but she's literally smoking a cigarette. This is apparently Buffy's stunt double. Really? Yeah. Oh, who knew? Mm -hmm. That's fun Fun fact. Fun little tidbit. Yeah, so she takes a drag of her cigarette. Angel's been saying some cryptic things about how the pain is gone. Angel and cryptic? Mm. No. But yeah, he turns around, bites the shit out of her. On the neck, right? Like, not on the face? Not on the mouth area? Yeah, neck area. That's the general area that I'd say he bites. He sinks his teeth in so far (laughs) that he sucks out the smoke and then blows it out. Which, again... Looks super cool. Not gonna. And it brings us into our first segment. <laughs> wow, this is a fast one. Smoking kills. Because if you don't say no to drugs, you're gonna say yes to regret. And believe me, I know a little something about regret. I regret the time that I got high and wrote a hit song and it made me insane amounts of coin. Coin I used to buy more drugs and a motorboat. And a house for my mom. Plus, I gave some to charity. <laughs> yeah, okay. So so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. He he ends up with a bunch of smoke in his lungs somehow. He doesn't right. breathe, so whatever. <laughs> and no, no blood on his mouth slash fangs. Mm-hmm. So if you were to pierce someone mostly in the windpipe yep. and, like, avoid the large veins. And your teeth acted like straws? <laughs> Smoke Which straws. vampire teeth do, right? I think. Maybe. Uh... Otherwise, sucking up someone's blood out just like by mouth suction—that's going to take a while, man. Well, like to to my thought, vampire teeth are pointy like that to rip the neck open, oh. and like then it's a big old messy business of you have a spurting neck wound that they're yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so. So puncture the windpipe, readjust your mouth, suck out all the smoke that's in there, and then blow it out. Looks cool as hell. Yeah, but it's a lot of work to look that cool alone in an alley. Like... <gasps> yeah, but being cool does take work, Michaela. Right. Angel proved that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this is obviously just a whole thing to let us know Angel's evil now. He killed and that cool woman. As fuck. And he's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's also in vamp face, obviously, because yeah. he's biting someone. Yeah. Seems like things may not be as good as they were last episode with the whole Buffy Angel thing. Things have taken yeah. a turn, definitely. Mm-hmm. Our next scene is Buffy at home. And I have to think that it's astonishingly good luck that she managed to leave Angel's place and not encounter him. Well, so it's day now, so he can he's yep. no longer outside. No. Clearly he just kind of pieced. I don't know where he went. <laughs> yeah, he, he just left. He was like, I don't need to go in there the anymore. The sewers? Did he go into the sewers? That's where everyone goes. I guess. Yeah. But, like, that was night. Now it's day. Yeah, that's how <laughs> time works, Michaela. Sure, Come but, on. but what's he been doing for all this time that we're talking about? Listen. Listen, what's Buffy wearing on the bottom half of her body? Well, she's still wearing her giraffe pants, Dave. I mean... (laughs) The best giraffe pants around. She has to still be wearing them for continuity purposes. (gasps) They're so crazy. (laughs) Uh, I actually noticed them here and, like, saw them in situ. Oh, man, they are... 
fully crazy. Loving it. I think at this point, I've become numb to giraffe pants. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, good. She's got her giraffe pants. That's good for continuity. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe I, I like the giraffe pants. They're awesome. I need awesome. to buy some giraffe pants. <laughs> it's a slippery goddamn slope. Pair them with your leopard print shirt, Dave. All the prints, uh, all the time. I know you love cat prints. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> Buffy's sneaking back into her house. And for some reason, she decides to sneak in through the side door. Like, <laughs> all she ever does is sneak in through her bedroom window. But today, no. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. yeah. Why would she ever go through the door? Oh, because she was coming home. Right. But the odds of her mom being in the kitchen are like, hi, it's morning. But if she just showed up at the top of the stairs without coming in, then her mom would be like, I thought you were at Willow's. <laughs> Oh, right, right. She was yeah, supposed to be at Yeah, because they did Willow's. like a phone circle thing. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. She pretends like everything's on the up and up and her mom has some sort of sex radar. Yeah, like virgin <laughs> sense. Yeah, yeah. Which is no longer tingling as it used to. Oh. Something wrong. No. What would be wrong? I don't know. You just look... The message is that Buffy is looking, like, grown up and different after sex. And I think this is, like, a common, perhaps trope, perhaps just, like, idea that Mm -hmm. having sex somehow changes you. Yeah, it's a transformative experience and you aren't the same person afterwards. And that it, it is possible for someone close to you like your mom to actually like notice this transformation now alternative theory yeah buffy's kind of bummed out because she slept with a guy and then he just left and that's we're gonna find that to be true dave she's pretty concerned and confused about this whole angel situation and she damn well should be because that's man last night he was saying that he loved her now he's nowhere to be found that's not how you want that to go traditionally but he's having a bad morning that's definitely for sure (laughs) things will get better don't worry (laughs) i can't even yeah i can't i can't no terrible good god so the scoobies (laughs) They haven't heard from Buffy or Angel all night. They're starting to get worried. It seems mm-hmm. that everyone knows about the evil factory. That's where they're, they just assume Spike and Jew are kicking it. <laughs> this is part of the badass decay, I think, that Spike goes on or goes through. Because, yeah, like, everyone knows where he is. It's no secret. They just don't really care. Which is pretty hilarious. Xander and Willow oh. kind of want to rush off to Buffy's rescue. Especially Xander. Yeah. Xander is keeping on the good train for, I think, all of this. I really like him. And, yeah, people are like, but you'll die, Xander. And he's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Let's go find Buffy. Yeah. You people are terrible cowards. Pretty much. Luckily for them, though, Buffy shows up. At the up. very moment that they were going to leave to find her, she shows up in the in the library i had mad outfit overload in this scene (laughs) there were just so many people dave they're all wearing things i've got two good yeah so we've got buffy yeah obviously so she's wearing is it a sheer top yeah over a tank top it's sort of like a a sheer kind of black lacy top Mm -hmm. but the tank top isn't showing through it so there might be like a beige thing under it i don't know so it only looks sheer okay it's nice. I, li- I liked it. Is it school appropriate? <laughs> I mean, Xander, <laughs> is he another one on your list? I was just going to say that Scor- Cordy is looking pretty school appropriate because she's dressed like a schoolgirl. I thought she was looking like she was ready to go to tennis. 
Oh, because of her cardigan around her uh, shoulders again? <laughs> yes, with the arms, like, sort of tied in front of her. Yeah. It looked either school or, or, tennis. or tennis. She could do both. But, like, plaid It's a versatile skirt. outfit. Yeah, very school. But, yeah, Xander. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, so we have to take Xander in layers, I think, <laughs> because he has a too large beige sweater on over top of a green dress shirt mm. or like collared yeah. shirt over top of an orange t-shirt. Well, Dave, he could get cold. <laughs> He he's not likely to anymore. It's layers. Well, he started off cold and now he can take them off as he warms up. It's smart, you know? As a Canadian, fully appreciate yeah, we him get it. dressing and like. Are we all about that, Dave? Do you? We are all about it, yes. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Our disgusting voices. Do you have any other fashion notes? Because that's a lot of people, man. Everyone's there. Like, Ripper's got a crazy tie on. It's, well, it's not like it super crazy. No, it's kind of like swirly red, I think. I don't know. Oh, weird. Jake Hal has like a super long skirt <laughs> and Willow's wearing like a whole sweater tights, very Willow outfit sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just There were just so many people wearing things. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, it's a tough time for me. I have, I have very few other notes about this scene other than, you know, Buffy's concerned about Angel and where he is. And then J-Cal is sort of snooping after Buffy and Willow as they are talking about Angel. She's lurking so hard around that corner. Like, you very rarely see someone properly lurk. It's very lurky. Yeah. Well, and Buffy's being intentionally vague about what happened, like why her and Angel didn't check in. And like, it really did seem like Jake Howell was kind of suspicious about why they did not mm-hmm. check in. Where were very, they? Very, very vague about what they might have gotten up to and why they didn't come back to the library. Yep. Super vague. Mm-hmm. Spike and Drew are having a fun little scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drusilla is so crazy. <gasps> I love it. Oh, she warms my heart, Dave. Oh. She named all the stars. <laughs> it didn't take very long, though, because they're all named the same. Right. But this has led to some confusion. <laughs> it's terrible confusion. It's just top class crazy. Uh, oh. This is all just uh, kind of a lead into Angel then walking into their not so secret factory lair. <laughs> Angelus, I would say. Right, so he he walks on in, the judge My name is. tries to burn him up, and at this point, all I could think was, is this whole judge thing judge. just a big plot device to get them to <laughs> buy, and us, to get the audience to buy that Angel does not have a soul? It seems like there is little else it's doing or accomplishing. Honestly, like what else... What else is the purpose of it? Last episode, he was super scary. Yeah. And I was afraid of him because he could bring about Armageddon at significant distance. Yeah. And yeah, burned the humanity out of people. Even the more humanish vampires are super, They're, you know. Yeah. Even a smidge of humanity is too much humanity. Exactly. But Angel gets touched by this guy and nothing happens. It, it itches, apparently. <laughs> oh, God. Angel... Like, off the bat, he's already making cracks about the wheelchair. (laughs) He has such amazing lines now. Oh, it's so good. Well, moves to New York and tries to fulfill that Broadway dream. It's tough sledding, but one day he's working in the chorus when the big star twists her ankle. He's so much better. He's so much better. I know. 
He's talking about being a Broadway star. (laughs) He is tops crazy. And that's with Drusilla on the scene. It's so fun. Oh, my God. Now that he's evil, he smokes. (laughs) Just like, hey, guys, smoking's bad. Well, I mean, he got the smoke out of that woman, and now he's addicted. It only takes one hit, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this is all a roundabout way of bringing us into our second segment of the evening. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. And all I gotta say to you, wanna be, gonna be, eating jealous hard pranksters, is when the shit jumps off, what the hell you gonna do? Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Oh, I like it. Can you give us a brief synopsis of this? Listen, Dave, I'm so hyped about Evil Angel that. <laughs> right? Like, I just. Damn, it feels good. It really does. He's so much more fun now. Evil people have so much more fun. Even when Spike's being, like, not very evil or doing other things, he's having such a fun time with it. And Drusilla is constantly amazing. And then you've got this comparison with Old Angel and Buffy, where it's like, they have some emotionally affecting scenes, but for the most part, I'm not really glad to see them on screen. Because they're not fun. Yeah, now Angel is so fun! And it's just going to get better and better, Dave. Like, honestly, and he just knows exactly how to piss Spike off. And he takes such joy in it. From go, Go. he is flirting with Drusilla, (laughs) like being all up on her Uh. and seeing Spike and just giving him shit. (laughs) (gasps) So they're like, we're going to destroy the world. Angel's like, meh. I don't really give a shit about that. <laughs> I'd really rather like to torture Buffy. Right? He's apparently got some uh, unsettled feelings about this whole Buffy situation. Yeah, they try to convince him that they want to destroy the world. Buffy is conveniently in the world. <laughs> no, but this isn't proper no. destroying. That's not what he like, wants. Angel has destroyed people before, and that's what he wants. Re-Drusilla, because yeah. <laughs> she made him feel human. She made him, you know, happy. And that's all terrible. So they're all like, hey, we're going to do this thing tonight. He's like, give me one night and the Slayer won't be a problem anymore. Then you can have your fun. Not technically true, but he's a bad guy. So, you know, yeah, whatever. whatever. Oh, did I tell a lie? Oh, no. <laughs> he can do whatever <sighs> the fuck he wants now, Dave. And he's going to have a great time doing it. From my perspective, though, I'm like, okay, this is awesome. He's going to kill Buffy tonight. That's a pretty serious threat. And then... From episode 14 of season two onwards, the show will be called Kendra the Vampire Slayer, right? Ooh, or we can bring Jesse back and she'll be Jesse the Vampire Uh, Slayer. All of your dreams, Dash. (laughs) That's definitely going to happen in this mid-season episode. Yep. But destroying Buffy is a larger project, and I appreciate what they do with it, because you can't say, oh, I'm going to kill Buffy and expect us to believe that. But destroying her? Um, There are distinctions there. And if you look at what he did to Drew, it's very reasonable that he has no interest in killing Buffy off the bat. No. No, like, that's not what he's into. He wants to make her crazy first. (laughs) And then, yeah, vampirize her, probably, which would be, ah, that'd be cool, too. He's got awesome plans now. Yeah, they sound fun. Super fun. Mm -hmm. So Buffy's been looking for Angel, you know, beating up Willie the Snitch and all that. (laughs) She mentions that she beat him up a couple times. She even beat up Willie the Snitch a couple of times. 
And she even refers to him as Willie the Snitch, which I was yeah, very excited about. Flies by. If I did not know that he was called that, I don't think I would have caught it properly. <laughs> but yeah, she mentions that this is happening. Ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah, nothing has been found about Angel, though. No. So they're continuing to research. Xander and Cordelia have really gotten too bold at this point. It's such a fucked up relationship that makes me so happy where <laughs> Xander has the line. Come on, can't we just kiss and make up? I don't want to make up. But I'm okay with the other part. It is not healthy as far as relationships go. But really? this this scene at least, they're like starting to at least talk about stuff that's a little bit more real. Because yeah. Xander's well, Cordelia is basically like, I was shitty to you because you were so gung-ho to rush off and save Buffy. And mm-hmm. Xander's like, Oh, okay, well, you know, she's my friend, you don't have to worry about that, whatever. It, it's it's more like they, they have feelings now. Yeah. They're starting to have feelings. But yeah, they're in but, the stack. Oh no. oh no, Willow saw them. It's a bad place, Dave. The stacks are not a good place to make out. If you're trying to be secret, no. Are they, though? I I feel like they've just given up at this point. I think they really have. But seeing how hurt oh. Willow is, Xander is immediately incredisory. Well, she, she is uh, devastated. She's got such a good scene of her oh. being mad and sad and just confused and pissed off and... That line about the... Remember that the We Hate Cordelia Club of which you are the treasurer. (laughs) 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 It kills me. I love that line. Yeah. And like, yeah, within this thing of her being upset and really, really hurt, she still has this like funny line. Yeah. Which, excellent writing. Yeah, the J-Man wrote this mm-hmm. shit for show. Hell yeah. Buffy's decided that Angel is possibly back in his apartment, or at least it's a decent lead. Maybe he came back there at some point. So she goes there. She's like at the end of her rope. She doesn't know where to look for him anymore, so mm-hmm. she kind of has to start back at the start. So yep. she walks into his house, doesn't see him, and then he sure is wearing some leather pants, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Leather pants and what sort of shirt would you describe him as wearing? Um, no shirt. Ah, yes, just, that is the type of shirt. He's just hanging out in his house with leather pants. Only leather pants <laughs> on. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty inexpensive brand to have the no shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, oh man, this is a great scene. Is this the one yeah. that, this, is this the one that murders you? Oh my god, Dave. It's real good. Uh, it, oh. it's just... It just is so affecting for me. So let's count off what happens. Angel implies that Buffy was bad in bed. Or not bad, but, you know, you were, you tried so hard. He's so patronizing. (laughs) You were great. Really, I thought you were a pro. All of this is so patronizing and seeming to be something that is good or complimentary, but actually just destroying and the final line that he has where she he's leaving the apartment <laughs> basically because he doesn't want to be there with her. He just leaves her in his apartment. And she says to him, I love you. His oh, I love you too. Oh. I love you. Love you too. It's yeah. the most destroying thing. I I can't imagine how you like write that in a script where you're like, <laughs> this line should destroy everything about the person. Yeah, I don't know either. That's what but direction it came is across for. In the Dave. direction. <laughs> and thank God David Boreanaz now has the chops to pull it off. Cause holy God, 
for such a positive line, yeah, it's immediately a smack in the face. It's shattering. And oh, I mean, Lord. delivered after all of this other stuff, obviously the impact is greater. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just everything he says, all of his brushing off, how meaningful this was to her, and all of yep. the little patronizing things he's saying about how she's got a lot to learn about men. He calls her kiddo. And mm. everything about it is just so, she she's so crushed. And everything he says crushes her just a little bit more. And yeah. yeah. I really, it resonated with me as, as a teenage girl, Dave. <gasps> All right. I'll take your word for it. I found it emotionally affecting, but I don't think to the point that you do. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't hit me anymore, really, because mm-hmm. I'm so far away from it. But yeah. It's that kind of trope of like, oh, uh, some guy says that he loves you and then you have sex with him and now he's suddenly an asshole. Oh, yeah. There's a big theme of the after you sleep with a guy, he turns into a monster. Right. And so that is, I think, a real fear that mm-hmm. a lot of teenage girls have because it's such a pervasive theme. I'm not going to say that they do it poorly. I think they do it incredibly well. I don't think they smack you over the head no. with it. I think it's a nice like metaphor that is an undercurrent. Yeah, they've started to learn that they can have their monster metaphors mm-hmm. and have them be realistic and not over the top. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice to see. After this scene, I can only imagine how excited you are to find out that the very next scene... <laughs> is J. Cal with her gypsy uncle. Because these are like, you know, they're two peas in a pod, these two scenes. Equal in weight, emotion, and just quality, I would say. Because we both love J. Cal and her gypsy uncle, right? Who doesn't, Dave? I mean, he doesn't have his sweet hat on, so that was a little disappointing for me. But what a great character that we always love to see. None of his arguments about vengeance make any sense. Uh, yeah, he's he's just like, oh, J. Cal, you've got to destroy Angel. And, oh, we put a curse on him, but it was a shitty curse that meant his soul would go away if he was ever happy. But we didn't tell you really, or maybe we did. So I, I think this falls maybe into the whole all magic has a price thing. Like you don't just mm-hmm. get magic for free. Yeah. And so the idea here is he's a terrible monster. You give him his soul back and then he's going to suffer forever because of the things he did when he was soulless. Mm-hmm. But if somehow he manages to confront those things and have true happiness then that's sort of the price you paid yeah. of if the things you did weren't bad enough, then the soul goes away again. Right. So at this point, J. Cal knows that this happened? Okay, this was, I was incredibly confused. Like, the uncle seems to know that. Yeah. Because he, he heavily implies it, and then J. Cal gets very scared. It seems like this is the first time she's learning this information. <laughs> But how does he know? Does he know? Is he just guessing? It's not a huge plot point, but it's a minor thing that later Buffy's like, you knew, you motherfucker, you knew. And I'm like, how did she know, though? Was it the uncle? How did he know then? Uh... So the only thing I could infer was that the curse breaking was somehow found out by their people and then communicated to the uncle Mm -hmm. because their entire society revolves around cursing this one guy. (laughs) I don't know. Their clan is really big on having cursed this guy. (sighs) Yeah, they're into it. Through some unspecified means, J. Cal now knows that Angel is soulless and bad news. 
now we have man there's a lot of heartbreak in this episode oh yeah xander and willow uh so willow mm. came back because she's amazing and yep. she knows that trying to stop the apocalypse is a lot more important than her current quarrel with xander mm -hmm. <laughs> xander has one of those things hey wait i'm having one of those things you know a headache with pictures an idea <laughs> He's got a plan. Yeah, he his little brain comes up with a, a neat plan that we're going to find because out. Because all the research they've got on this judge guy... My name is Judge. ...basically says no weapon forged can yep. kill him? No weapon forged. Can kill him, right? Yes. Is the follow-up? Yes. Not Nothing about hurting him. And then the second part is that it took an army to destroy him last time. Well, because we already know that they defeated him previously by essentially disassembling him. Right. So Weapons Forged can disassemble him. Yes. And then if he's disassembled sufficiently, he is dormant. Or, you know, the individual pieces can't do too much. Right. And yeah, you have to put the parts back together. Mm -hmm. Like, someone has to physically do that to make a new judge. Right. Okay, so that's cool. And yeah, apparently Xander has some sort of plan that we will learn about in due time. Angel shows up as the school lights all turn off, <laughs> and he is super trustworthy. Yeah, so, so convenient, Dave, that all the lights just happen to turn off. Oops, yeah. what a coincidence. <laughs> right? No way that Angel could have done anything about that. And like, okay, so Xander's about to tell Angel their plan to just defeat the judge, Angel just, like, does not give a fuck. <laughs> He's basically like, oh, no, tell me later. Yeah. I don't think he does give a fuck, no. though. This is not his plan. Because he is not interested in destroying the world. Like, No, he don't care. He wants to destroy Buffy. Who is on board with this whole world destruction thing? Is it just Drew? Drusilla. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's Drusilla. She is the driving force. Mm. Spike doesn't really care, but he doesn't want to go against Drusilla. Right. And she just, well, I guess kill all humans is all she wants to do. Yeah. Because the world ending left. is, yeah, it's the time of the demons right. at that point. Which still doesn't make any sense, but that's neither here nor there. Angel captures Willow, and Xander comes back just in time to see her in mortal peril. We were in the nick of time. You were in great peril. I don't think I was. Yes, you were. You were in terrible peril. Look, let me go back in there and face the peril. No, it's too perilous. Right. And, uh, yeah, J. Cal is there with a cross telling Willow to get away from Angel. Oh, crosses are so goddamn OP. So OP. Good Holy God. Fuck. I'm like, J. Cal, throw the cross at him, man. <laughs> so Buffy still <sighs> wants to believe that Angel is still, like, some part of him is still in there. Yeah. Yeah, Buffy shows up to sort of distract. She's behind while J. Cal and Xander are on the other side of Angel. And trying to talk to him, trying to get that last bit of humanity to surface. Doesn't, really. Doesn't no, work. luckily for Willow, crosses are incredibly OP. <laughs> oh, super OP. Xander's the super brave one, obviously. Yeah. Takes the cross from J. Cal and goes up and just shoves it right in uh, Angel's face. Yeah, so yeah. He, he chucks Willow away and then goes and ugh, is terrible to Buffy before running away. <laughs> Buffy's such a sad human. <laughs> yeah. She's she, she not doing good. No, and so they go back to the library. Giles does not clue in. Willow seems to put two and two together in this scene, I think, mm -hmm. as to what happened. Yeah, Ripples really just doesn't know what to do. No. He knows that Angel is turned, and this is destroying Buffy because she had a relationship with him, but doesn't quite put it together that she thinks she's to blame. 
Willow's more on Buffy's wavelength, and mm-hmm. she figures it out and is like, seriously, Giles, like, stop asking her, stop asking. Yeah. yeah. Xander says that he needs Cordy for his plan, and in retaliation, Willow's like, fine, Oz has a van, so I'll get him. <laughs> yeah. I just want to talk briefly about how how good Buffy's doing, or how well Sarah Michelle Geller is doing oh, yeah. playing Buffy. Because she is selling the fact that, like, Buffy is ashamed right now. She feels bad for losing her virginity to a, a monster. She feels terrible about the fact that she created this monster well, exactly. and she's now loose. It's it's like the ultimate, this is the price you're paying for having sex. Yeah. Like, you literally are the reason your boyfriend is a monster now. And there is just so much shame and sadness coming through. Really affecting and really well done. She seems like she's walking around in kind of a daze. Like, I just want to say, there's a little scene where the vampires are talking again about destroying the world slash torturing mm-hmm. Buffy. And I don't know, I didn't notice it in the first vampire scene, but Spike's hair is like extra platinum, I think. Oh. It's like white. It's so blonde. Oh, interesting. I don't know if it's just the lighting, but yeah, I was kind of like, you need to, to lay off the peroxide there. <laughs> so we come home to Buffy at her house sort of looking around her room and we're coming into our final segment which is something bad happens to Buffy something bad is happening in Oz something bad happening in Oz under the surface behind the scenes this might be a recurring segment (laughs) yep that does sound like it could apply to a lot of situations So far, honestly, not that many things have gone that wrong for her. She died. And yeah, like we we hear about that. Not great. She's not she's not super put out by it. She's more annoyed that people don't acknowledge it than she is like affected by it, I think. Because it was brief and in a way it was necessary to sort of fulfill that prophecy and allow her Mm -hmm. to then defeat the master, I think. So, yeah. so I think this is really the first time where we see something that has devastated her yeah. and will really hang around for the rest of the season. Because this is not one of those character building moments that you just forget about. This is the rest of the season, right? Oh, yeah. That's that's always fun. Well, yeah, that was the thing, too, that really struck me about her crying on the bed like that. I'm kind of like thinking to myself, how often do we see Buffy cry? Right. And I think infrequently, at best, for the most part, yeah, she's the hero. And even when things get bad, she's the one who's going to give the rousing speech and keep trying and keep fighting. But she can't fight this. No. It's done and there's nothing she can do about it. And so this is sort of the first time this happens in a really big way. Yeah. I know season six is like just all something bad happens to Buffy. That could be the tagline. Well, something bad did happen to Buffy, and now right. here's season six. Basically, it's <laughs> probably the tagline for that. Exactly. Yeah. Which, that's super fun. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Many years from now, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a few other things, but I really appreciate that, yeah, again, this does happen quite a bit where bad things happen to Buffy. But this one's uh, a really affecting one, and they did some good jobs. And a lot of the times, too, the bad things that are happening to Buffy are not so emotionally charged. Yeah. Although, I mean, there is another very bad thing that, anyways, we'll get there. <laughs> we will get there. Yep. This may be a recurring segment. Buffy has some prophecy dreams. Right. She dreams very brief. about a funeral in a graveyard, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this is the second 
prophecy angel related dream that contains jcal yep also angel standing in the sun right he looks so weird in the sun yeah this is so weird to see because we've never seen it happen before in this series for obvious reasons uh but yeah it it just looks so weird to see him like walking around like a normal person he's really pale (laughs) (laughs) i I wonder why i was struck by his paleness (laughs) man uh yes he's a he's a vampire (laughs) yeah so this dream combined with earlier when j cal called out to willow to um get away from angel buffy basically Mm -hmm. puts together that j cal knows something So she goes to pay J. Cal a visit in class. She and Giles storm in together. No, no, Giles is already in there. Oh, Giles is already in there. Yeah. Sorry. There is a class in session. Yeah. Buffy just chokes the shit out of J. Cal. Slams right in front her on of the, all the students. Desk. Yeah. One of the kids is like, should I get the principal? And Giles is like, no, 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 I, I got this. No big deal. Move along. Clap this mist. <laughs> the stones on ripples to just be like, no, this is fine. Uh, everyone leave now. It's okay, though. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> so. Oh, goddamn. It seems that J. Cal has put it together. And mm-hmm. through her conversation with Buffy, Giles puts it together. And he is uncomfortable. <sighs> oh, very uncomfortable. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we've got to learn more about this curse, which brings us back to J. Cal's gypsy uncle. Hey, wait, Dave. Angel's been cursed for like 100 years, 80 years. Yeah, roughly. And basically, Buffy's kind of like, can we curse him again? Because that's kind of the obvious thing. You know, you cursed him once, let's curse him again. And No, these magics are long lost long to our people. Long lost to their people. <laughs> They're people who are obsessed with this angel guy, right? Like... How'd they lose yeah. how'd they lose their magics? Their their magic spell for cursing. Uh, it's all this technology, you see, Michaela. Mm-hmm. These digital natives are growing up and they just don't know things like they used to. This goddamn what is it, Gen X at this point that people were bitching I think about? Might, yeah, I think Gen Xers are the yeah, the millennials of <laughs> of this season. <laughs> yeah. Where they're like, Oh, they don't know how to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Soon not be able to tie their own shoes. Well, no, Dave, they'll have futuristic shoes like Back to the Future. Oh, that'd be good. I think somebody actually made those. Yeah, they did. last year was, no, was it 2015? Yeah, last, 2015. Yeah, it's 2017 now, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was recently it was Back to the Future It was slightly over a year. year ago. Sure. Listen. <laughs> yeah, uh, Back to the Future year, and yes, they did actually make those shoes. Which brings us right into <laughs> uh, <laughs> the gypsy uncle and... Instead of J. Cal coming to see him, it's Angel. And that might not be so good for this guy. Is this a hotel room? Oh, man. That'd be a rough thing for the cleaners, eh? Well, but it has to be, doesn't it? Because how did Angel get in here if it's not Mm -hmm. a hotel? Because it fits this guy's house? Yeah, it's definitely not a house. Yeah. Because this guy's coming to visit J. Cal, right? To tell her how disappointed in her he is? Yeah, basically. that's. He's like, you're not doing your job very well. (laughs) Right. Which, he's not wrong. Plan time. Plan time. Plan time. All right. Okay. Plan time. Before... Before we got to the plan, did you have any inklings about what the plan might be? Nope. I don't blame you. Let me tell you, Dave, this is not the last we'll see of Xander's army knowledge. Well, I'm glad to see it come back, you know? He's... I, once we got to the army base, I was like, oh, army stuff. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. They're going to need an army, so is Xander going to get one? <laughs> I wasn't quite sure how this is all going to play out. Sure, but like it, it is kind of a nice little callback. And yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to use it more than once, maybe twice, right. whatever. 
So basically, <laughs> he's brought Cordy here and told her to wear a trashy outfit. She has failed in this regard. Hasn't she, though? It is so untrashy. I'm not saying God. that I don't love her super shiny silver coat and awesome matching headband. But it's not trashy. No. I understand that it's raining and, like, she can't wear something super trashy out in the rain. But, but like, later on, if you, we, see, on, we see the shirt she wear, was wearing underneath the super shiny coat, and it's like a dress shirt. No. No good. No good at all. And I understand that Xander did not tell her they'd be sneaking in somewhere. <laughs> But maybe he should have, because maybe she wouldn't have worn a shiny silver coat in that case. I think it's appropriate. Basically, the plan is Xander is posing as an army private who's on leave, but sneaking in to get some nookie? He wants what? to bang Cordy on some it. guns, is what he implies. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And she's his, you know, bit of girl or something. <laughs> I don't know. I can hear the <laughs> undercurrent of what you didn't want to say. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> That's yeah, it's loud in there. Yeah, it's louder than what you said, arguably. Um, <laughs> I love the because they get confronted by an actual army guy who's like, "Hey, you can't be sneaking around here." This is weird. <laughs> yeah, I love that the, the army guy's finally convinced, and he's like, "You got twenty minutes, Nimrod. I just need five. Uh, okay, I said that last part. See, classic Xander. This is what I this want from Xander. Xander. Yeah. Oh, man. He's so embarrassed when he realizes what he's, <laughs> he's saying. He's like, pretend I didn't say that last part. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, Dave, is this? I feel like in a in a in an episode of people being sad and disappointed and devastated, at least we have this scene, Dave. I was the most devastated by this scene. <laughs> no, Dave, no. Like, I think it's the opposite of devastating. Mm, Honestly, right. I do. So they've they've used Oz's van because Cordelia's car was not big enough for whatever it is they're doing here. Oz is taking this in stride as usual. <laughs> He's just like, ah, oh, you guys often steal from the army? Yeah, every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's a quiet town. They make their own fun, Dave. <gasps> yeah, and then Willow's just like, hey, do you want to make out with me? And I'm like, yes, 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 kiss, 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 goddammit. But Oz basically has a nice little thing here about how he's in class sometimes and he thinks about Willow and then it's like freeze frame, Willow kissage. And she's like, oh, that all sounds pretty great. I guess we're going to kiss now. But no, Dave. No. no. He's too goddamn good. Because <sighs> he wants to wait for her to want to kiss him for the right reason. Because, yeah, she's trying to get back at Xander. But, which basically. is the wrong reason to kiss someone. Yes, that is not the right reason Especially to kiss someone. someone who is interested in you. No. And so that face that she's making at him when she starts to realize, like, how much he actually likes her mm. is so... Warms the cockles of my heart. Oh, so magical. The whole scene is very mm. enchanting. It's so good. Because Oz is just great. Yeah. Yeah. Team Oz. So, Angelus paid a visit to the gypsy uncle. Killed him. Oh, no. Because, man, he's starting with people that will affect Buffy the most? He went from Willow to Gypsy Uncle that Buffy's never met. So in my mind, Gypsy, Gypsy Uncle that Buffy's never met is the prime candidate to know how to give Angel his soul back. And that's where I come at it, too. Yeah, he could have been useful. Yeah, and, and Angel Angel's like, can't have that. does not want any part of that. Whatever he did to him is not something they can show on TV. <laughs> Hell no, Hell it isn't. Hell no. Is this, this is one of the few times we see blood, because there's blood yeah. smeared on the wall. It's not a very bloody show. That's definitely true. And yeah, he's written, was it good for you too in this man's blood? Oh, man. 
He's, uh, yeah. Oh, and the shame is just so real for Buffy. It is, but she's kind of, like, starting to reach a turning point here. Yeah. Because Jake Hal basically says, he's trying to make it harder for you. And Buffy's like, he's only making it easier. Because the more, the more he does that is so, like, anti-Angel, the farther she's getting away from, like, seeing him as maybe there's still some Angel left in there, right? Exactly. So the bad guys are rolling out. They're going <laughs> to kick some ass. The bronze is apparently closed. Is rolling the, the term you want to use? <laughs> Are you shitting on Spike too now? <laughs> Shit. I didn't even... <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Oh, poor uh, Spike. I'd like to apologize. Poor Spike. <laughs> Man. Angel's so fun still. Uh, He's like, because Drusilla's like, oh, we'll be back and is sitting on Spike's lap. Angel grabs her hand from off of Spike's face and leads her away. And Spike can't do anything about it. He just has to watch them go. He's so mad. Uh, Angel says that the judge. My name is Judge. Looks spiffy. (laughs) Evil Angel is so fun. He's so good. Honestly, every scene where he's having so much fun just makes me sad for the rest of the time we had to see Angel before this right? when he stood around Man. and did nothing. Ah, oh, just gave out cryptic messages. He could have been doing this the whole time. I'd much oh, rather watch I, this. I didn't know the actor had it in him. I know you didn't know, Dave. And now that you oh, do, so it's just going to color good Angel for you. <laughs> so the Scoobies have stolen something from the army base. Ripples is fully on Buffy's side when shit gets real. I think J-Cal's like trying to give Buffy shit or she wants something. To help. Or like, and Buffy's like, right. I don't want your help. And Ripper's like, yeah, go away, basically. Yeah. And you're like, oh, damn right, Giles. You're pissed because Buffy's pissed. And everyone should be pissed that, like, because Jake Hell should probably have said something before this. <laughs> instead of lying to them the entire time she's known them all. Oh, that would have been helpful, mm. wouldn't it? <laughs> they go to the factory where they know all the bad guys hang out, but it's empty of bad guys. Uh, and they're like, what's even happening? Too late. Oz realizes that the bad guys have probably gone to the mall if the bronze is closed. I mean, there's literally nothing else to do in Sunnydale. It makes sense. Yeah. I, bronze, I can't mall. see why it was only Oz who was like, hey, yes, I do know where people go other than the bronze. It's the only other place we have. Yeah. So they, they rush <sighs> on over to the mall. The judge My name is. and the vampires are, are there. The judge, judge kills one guy, mm-hmm. starts to kill some other guys. And this is where I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I watched some behind the scenes thing of Buffy recently. Uh. I know exactly <laughs> what happens here. Because what I saw them filming was this rocket stunt. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, there's something with a rocket launcher for damn sure. I mean, that's the plan now. I know this. I'm a newbie, but I watched that one thing and now I know. Well, let's think about it, Dave. We want to make this guy into a bunch of smaller parts of this guy. And <laughs> mm-hmm. what's the best way to do that? I mean, a rocket launcher is not a bad way. A that's damn for good damn way. sure. If you can hit him properly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, part of the reason this works so well is the judge is incredibly confident, right? Yeah. He's like, come on, guys, no weapon forged. You know how it is. And he's been away for so long that he has no clue what sort of bad news this thing (laughs) is. So he sees someone like, what, 50 meters away from him, aiming something at him. And he's like, huh? (laughs) 
So we get a nice like slow mo of of the rocket coming at him, and Drew and Angel are both jumping out of the way. Drew has the best eyes. <laughs> They're just screaming with her eyes, "Get me the fuck out of here!" She can do no wrong, Dave. She can do absolutely no wrong. No. Everything she does is amazing. Yeah, they dive out of the way in time. <laughs> There's a nice judge explosion. My name is. And then there are judge yep. bits. Judge. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. There goes the judge. Drusilla does not take this very well. No. No. No, she's not happy. She runs away. <laughs> she's yeah. like, fuck this. My plan didn't work out. <laughs> it actually makes sense that she's able to go because Buffy has other things to do. Namely, fighting Angel. Yep. So, I don't know why the sprinkler system needs to be on. <laughs> To make it all more emotional. Is it more dramatic for them to fight in the water? I mean, I think it's more more dramatic to fight in the rain. It's and not this... rain, though. It's a sprinkler system. Yeah, but that's all part of it, isn't it? Where, like, it's more dramatic, but also you're getting this sort of like, yeah, but it's not actually rain. <laughs> it's just a sprinkler. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are scared of. This scene where they're fighting, the entire time, Angel does not go into vamp face. Mm-hmm. And so that feels to me like he can choose whether or not, because yeah. we had discussed this earlier, and clearly he can choose whether or not he wants to be in Vamp Face. And I mean, he's not going into Vamp Face on purpose. Right, yeah. because he wants to appear more human and just basically fuck with Buffy more. Yeah, so like he's taunting her. Oh, constantly. Just amazingly. Mm-hmm. And she's she gets the stake out and he's looking up at her and he's almost daring her to kill him because he's so confident that she can't do it. And he's right, but she can <laughs> kick him in the balls. Yep, and she just needs to work on some stuff first. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, killing somebody who is essentially wearing the body of the person that you loved yesterday, that that's going to be tough for anybody. And I understand narratively why this is happening. I understand it from Buffy's character point of view. But man, Buffy, y'all gotta kill him soon. Yeah, like, he's bad news. We've, he's super, he's super bad, bad, bad news. news. And I think, too, she probably, like, has some hope that the whole curse thing could happen again because obviously mm-hmm. somebody did it once and so maybe that part of her doesn't want to kill him because of that hope but 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 he can get in your house oh. anytime oh you know like it's a bad idea she should and just kill him and he can get in willow's house and he went after willow <sighs> already yeah <sighs> So yeah, the cold hard logic is kill him, but... As we're talking about this, I'm actually remembering Angel dusting Darla and thinking how much more impact that has. Just because it's like, this is similar sort of thing, I guess, where you've got two people who are very close and they're different than they used to be, but good Angel was still able to stake Darla and just how much that must have like hurt sort of so and yes like like it's definitely a a very parallel thing except that good angel has had like 80 years to come to terms with the fact that darla is very evil yeah and buffy's had like 12 hours get not even she's maybe had six exactly yeah and that's why he was able to do it or part of the reason why i just think that that scene is lent a bit more credence in my mind 
yeah. as I'm remembering it again. I think they did kind of waste Darla in the first season. Yeah. Like, getting rid of, I would say, a pretty important vampire so early. And then, of course, they didn't really know, probably at the time, how important she was going to be for mm-hmm. Angel. But, um, yeah, it's a shame. I guess is what I'll yep. say about it. So Giles has a brief commiseration scene with Buffy. Uh, he isn't d- disappointed in her. A big part of her shame really is coming from the fact that she expects Giles to be disappointed in her because he's her parent figure. And I mean, she's already had the like horrible thing of her father figure essentially having to like talk about the fact that she had sex in front of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he knows about it and, and she's like, oh, you know, this terrible thing I did and these like horrible consequences that came of it. Aren't you so ashamed of me? And he basically just says that he supports and respects her. And you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, Giles. He's so good. <sighs> hey, Michaela, guess what day it still sort of is in the Buffy verse? Well, it's still sort of her birthday. Yeah, it's sort of the day after her birthday. Yeah, and it, and it, it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> So she and Joyce have a nice touching scene about Buffy's birthday and celebrating that. It's a very low note to end on, as it should, because yeah. basically nothing good happened. No. Uh, I mean, they defeated the judge. My name is Judge. Who, again, didn't really turn out to be very threatening. Yeah, I was really disappointed with him in this episode. Last episode, I was scared. Yeah, they set him up really well, and they made it seem like he was going to be this big, bad threat that they have like all this trouble dealing with and then he really just seemed like a plot device to convince spike and drew that angel is truly evil yeah because i mean xander comes up with a plan and executes it and it's not much of a plan in the first place and then buffy just shoots him with a rocket launcher and you get kind of a glimpse of what he could have done when he starts to zap all those people in the mall at once it does leave a kind of a strange strange feeling i think and i don't know if it's if it's like a too many bad guys kind of thing yeah you do have a bunch of them now yeah so we, we have a dispatch with one of them yeah so the episode ends on a low note buffy just wants to watch her candle burn which is pretty depressing super depressing you know what dave if she made a wish it wouldn't come through she's so sad yeah and joyce is so unable to help with that because she can't tell joyce no no the line about, what did you do for your birthday? I grew up. Oh. Like, oh man. And Joyce is kind of like, you're being very serious about something and I don't know what it is. Poor Buffy. Well, did you enjoy this episode, Michaela? Oh, so much. So mm-hmm. much, Dave. I think I got slightly less out of it than you do. I thought it was fine television. And I really enjoyed all the Joss writing. Yeah, it's definitely not, I would say it's not the best episode this season. And I mean, it's like, it's still spectacular. And I knew going in that I would probably be affected by it more than you. Mm -hmm. God, I I was trying to make a joke about, oh yeah, we all know the best episode in this season is. And then just, oh, I went on like a roller coaster of terribleness in my mind. (laughs) Because I'm like, oh, Ted. Oh, God. Robo stepdad. Oh, God. Bad eggs. Oh, no. Some assembly required. Uh, like, that episode of which we dare not speak. Like, just think uh. how far we've come, Dave. <sighs> like, just, just look at this episode and think to yourself the things we had to watch even ten episodes ago, right? Even two episodes yeah, ago. even two episodes ago. <laughs> It's it's not good, Michaela. No. <laughs> oh, but we're here now. And, I mean, they've got it set up in a great way for the rest of the season. Obviously, there's Angelus and we'll need to deal with him. 
Oh. And Drusilla's not gone away, and Spike is making it clear that he's on the path to recovery. The Spike and Jealous Drusilla dynamic is my mm. favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And like, when, now that they've realized how much fun they can have with Angel, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be so <laughs> gonna good. Be so I'm good. looking forward to it. What is happening? Oh wait, no. What's top outfit for this episode? I have to go with Cordelia's silver jacket, uh, which is so disappointing. Really. It could have been so much trashier. Right. So from the perspective of like whether or not it was trashy, it it fails that test by far. But Mm -hmm. like, why does she own this jacket? You know, like what situation warrants this jacket? I'm obsessed with it. When would she have ever taken it off the rack and gone, yes, this is perfect. You can't wear it to school. (laughs) You can wear it to the discotheque. But can you? Of course. You're like a mini disco ball. (laughs) All eyes will be drawn to you, Michaela. I guess that's where you wear it to the discotheque. Uh, <laughs> or to look trashy. Mm-hmm. Right. Briefly, before we talk about next episode, yes. our good friend Taylor Kingston. Oh. Let's check in oh, with that Jesus person. Jesus Christ, I forgot. <laughs> Taylor! Uh, they, gave, <laughs> they gave this episode a 9 out of 10, of which course. is an excellent rating, yeah. which actually drags the rating for this episode down. It's 9.3? Yep. Yeah, 9.3 on IMDb. And this is the same rating they gave, what, Bad Eggs or something? Bad Eggs is a 10 out of 10, Dave. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> then it's the same rating they gave Ted, I think. Or like something that's utter trash. Yeah. Maybe maybe Reptile Boy. I don't know. Uh, yeah. All right. So that, that was just that. <laughs> and what's happening next episode? Next episode is called Phases. It's about werewolves. Phasers? No. Phases. It's about werewolves. Werewolves. Well, we don't know any of those. Sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really excited then. Okay. So I don't remember too much about this. I'm sure it's an Oz-centric episode. It's kind of Werewolves 101, because we have not seen werewolves before. That's right. Yeah, we don't really know much about the werewolves of this universe. And I just want to tell you, Dave, that they're going to correct the mistakes that they'll make (laughs) in the next episode with the werewolf costume. Uh, Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it because I remember some of the werewolf costume stuff being real bad. Yeah. Like, hard to watch bad. It's definitely kind of like a break from the arc of the season. Mm Mm-hmm. From, from here going forward, we can't have every episode be, like, central no. to the arc because, like, there's just... That's ten full episodes. Right, there's too many left to be able to do that. But for the most part, I don't know, actually. I, I have to assume they they must have, like, a little bit of Angel in each episode. I can't... Probably. I can't remember, He's but... He's a title character. It seems insane to, to have this, like, this great thing they've just done. I mean, horrible, but great. And then not to, to have just a little bit. We'll see. So my expectations aren't actually super high for next episode. I don't think it'll be really great television. I think it's going to be proper Buffy in like the sort of trashy campy way, but not in the emotionally affecting way. Yeah, it's going to be a very different tone from what we just watched. That's Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely true. I think I'll have fun with it. I think so. It'll be fine. Yeah. All right. If you want to get in contact with us about anything we've said over the course of the show, you can reach out on email. That's beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. You can also find this episode on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. Or if you want to reach out to us personally, you can hit us up on Currently, which is the new audio-only social network. I shit you not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm at Leaf in the Current, and Michaela... And I'm at (sighs) Currently Confused... (laughs) 
Very appropriate. <laughs> we'll be back at you next week with another episode. Uh, and until then, farewell from the hell now. Hellmouth? Hellmouth? Hellmouth?